it's God first, others second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome back to Season 6, Episode 5 of the Pursuit Podcast, where we take you inside the locker room of Indiana Wesleyan men's basketball. In this episode, we're going to talk about our trip to Puerto Rico, how we ended up going back to break, and then coming back very strong. We're also going to talk about our vision moving forward and the lasting mark on the program for these seniors. So first off, I want to introduce um, our guests and who's speaking with us. So first off, we got Nolan Mater again. What up, guys? got senior Alex Stoffer. What's up? And we got senior Noah Smith. Yo. So both these guys are captains, been here for four years. Noah, how many? You've been here five? Five. Five years. That's insane. Um, so first off, we're just going to talk about our trip to Puerto Rico. It was a fun trip, did lots of different things. Um, so it would be cool if maybe you guys shared just a highlight of the moment um, or the trip. So Noah, what you got? Yeah, I think my favorite moment, um, we were blessed to have an amazing dinner at Ruth's Chris. Um, we got everyone together. We went had our own little private room when we showed up. Um, the menu there had I Will Want It. Um, it was just something that, like, I've never experienced before, and we all sat around, ate these fat steaks, had <laughs> great dessert. Um, and it was just something, as of being here five years, um, that I'm really enjoying and just a lot of gratitude towards this program. Hmm. Stuff. I would just say there's kind of a rhythm we go along when we go on these kind of trips. Um, and it starts with like putting God first with, or we do a Devo team time before we ever do head into games or head into practices. And so I'd say like ending the week with a Devo that kind of shaping the way of where we're going and what's next. Um, kind of just led by coach T and how he talked about how he's putting uh, joy in hoops instead of coaching out of joy instead of frustration which was probably my favorite part. And that kind of gave room for other guys to open up and share more about their experiences and what they're looking forward to going, going on. Yeah. I remember the moment that we talked about in the last episode with Jordan, just the cleaning out the locker room and how much that just providing the space to do those kind of things goes a long ways. Um, I think, uh, and we've said it before, we, we'd be fools to think that there's not a correlation between, just what goes on in the minds and the hearts of guys and how that ends up playing out on the court. And I I definitely felt just heart-to-heart connection with Coach T when he said that because as a player, when coaches are coaching out of frustration, you can feel that. And then it can cause you to almost feel like you're fighting against your coach instead of fighting with your coach. And I, I know that's one big thing that we've been talking about this year is we can be a deadly team when we're fighting with Coach T. Uh, and so it's just kind of shifting that perspective and I remember on the beach is that the moment you're talking about on the beach yeah on the beach yeah Yeah, that moment was was really encouraging and refreshing what about you Mater yeah I would say I mean we've been on a lot of those trips in my time here Um, I think I think the major thing that um, I enjoyed despite like the basketball and the scenery and going to a new place was probably just like the the little moments like going to Coldstone late at night 
after yes. you've already stuffed stuffed yourself with a meal and coach is buying like ice cream later that night after a game or whatever and I remember a moment when Javen just took uh the worker's phone um and it was on the ox and he he played all I want for Christmas or Soldier Boy and like we're all bumping with like 50 people in a little cold stone in the middle of Puerto Rico like moments like that uh moments like being roommates with Griff and Luke Brown getting to know Luke Brown more and and how he's feeling during his injury and um, then the next room down, you got guys like Jackson and Marcus who are just freshmen and clowns, and you get to They're just crazy. have moments with them and uh, <laughs> late at night going to the hot tub and, and just chilling and having deep conversations, like just creating spaces to get to know your teammates more and to become more relational with guys around you. That's really what it's all about. And on these trips, you really, especially as I've grown up and I've um, a senior now, like these trips matter more to me uh, despite the basketball, I mean, the basketball is cool and all, and, and you treat it like a business trip. But um, after that, like, it, it's really, it, it becomes a, a vacation and, and, a mo- and moments where you can truly pour into your teammates and get to know them better and be relational. And it sets it up uh, for the rest of the season, just like the DR did last year. Like, I remember moments from there where it's like, I feel way closer to every guy on this team because of trips like this. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that, Mater. Um, and I, I would say that just those moments have been so impactful for me and my relationships with uh, teammates. I can remember Mater your freshman year when after the national tournament, like I probably didn't even talk to you that much during your freshman year, but then after that tournament, um, just coming to the hotel room and talking, and I, we've really built our relationship since then. And so like basketball is great and all, we love basketball, um, the wins and losses and all that. But at the end of the day, like we're really going to remember and take away from this program is the relationships that we've been able to build off the court mm-hmm. that don't really get seen uh, by many others. Yeah. I remember too, um, just the DR trip last year, not only is it like creating deep relationships, but just those spaces always create a deeper relationship for guys to go deeper with the Lord. And I mean, if it wasn't for the DR Noah, like that was when you committed your life to Christ, right? Yep. Yeah. So just being able to be alongside just guys and um, being able to celebrate others in those kind of moments too, and their, their steps spiritually. I mean, I remember that and that devotion about throwing sand and drawing the line and sticking up to what's right. I remember that more than those, those games we played there. Nice. I couldn't even tell you what went on. So it's just funny how big we make the game of basketball sometimes you know and then we look back and you're remembering those hotel moments and all the all those good times yeah I think going back to those trips and what Noah just said and like those spaces that you have um and how like guys like me and Noah like we may not be as close um if we weren't like paired as roommates and it goes all the way back there hasn't I don't I don't think been a trip um, in my time here that I haven't been roommates with Noah and it almost became like a ritual like that Dio started he paired us together and like knew that we were um, guys that maybe wanted to get closer on these trips so I can kind of say this I would say Puerto Rico is just cool too because it's a stressful point in the season too like you're just finishing up your classes with the schools um, you got finals you're just getting done with and then to be able to just put it all away and just spend time with the guys like that really speaks to these kind of trips and the connection it does set us up for down the road. And I think this year in particular was really cool too. just getting to be with different guys. Like I got to room with Chili and DJ 
<clears throat> and I'm pretty close with both of them, but that was probably the start to my relationship with the Chili on a deeper level, which was really cool. Hmm. It's such an underrated part of those trips is closing out all those tabs on the computer and just being able to be present. It's one of my favorite favorite moments. So after Puerto Rico, well, sorry, we went 2-0 and in Puerto Rico. We didn't even mention that. Played two Puerto Rican teams um, in some pretty cool arenas. Uh, it was fun. Everybody got to play, um, and we took we took care of business and then got to enjoy our time. So after that, we went went back home for a break. Everyone went their separate ways. And this year, um, I think we got close to nine days or, or so, which was the most I've ever gotten in my time here. And just says a lot about our coaches trusting us that we're going to take take that time seriously and still take care of business. And um, no, I don't know if you want to share maybe what the coaches um, said before we left and how that uh, really kind of shaped our uh, week. Yeah. So before we went home, um, like Griff said, we got nine days off for Christmas break and that's unheard of um, in college basketball for sure. Um, but, But the coach T before we left, he was talking about discipline and, um, over the summer, we had this structure of our workouts and um, just our prayer life, and he really wanted to get back to that. Um, as we go into classes, as semester started, um, it was easy to lose track of that and lose track of that structure that we had built and worked so hard for this summer. Um, so his message to us was clear. It was just to get that structure back and get your routine back, whatever that looked like for you. So he gave us nine days off. Um, we all went home. We enjoyed it, but uh, we had our workouts to do every day. We had our lifts to do, um, and it, it was on us. The onus was on us if we wanted to get our structure back, if we wanted to continue to work on that discipline, um, and, and we did. It showed when we got back. We come back after nine days, and just normally that practice after Christmas break, especially like through my time here, has been terrible. Mm-hmm. We, we come back at nights like a eight to ten o'clock, eight p.m. to ten p.m. practice, and it's just like terrible, right? Bad hoops, <laughs> terrible hoops, um, ball getting thrown out of bounds, all types of stuff, right? Um, but it was a really good practice coming back, and um, since then we've just been stacking days, right? Like mm-hmm. we've had amazing practices. I can't remember the time a time where we've walked away from practice and been like, ah, that was kind of iffy. Like we've had really good days, and it's been showing in our play. Um, and that just goes back to the trust uh, that the coaches have given us um, in the discipline that us players together have come together with and, and really took ownership of. Yeah, and going off what Noah said, it was pretty cool to see the trust that the coaches had in us. Like in my four years here, this is the biggest break that we've ever had, and I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with how much they trust us that we're going to put in the work and you know, the unseen hours and the, the days that we're all apart. And we did just that as each of us were home. But as we got back to campus, um, we started having practice, maybe even some two-a-days and a lot of film sessions and stuff like that. And we were able to um, stack the days and, and, and take care of business and continue to get better. And that led right into the Rochester game. I think we only had like three or four practices before that game on uh, – that would have been December 30th. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a solid team, and we handled business. We won by, I think, 30 or so, and um, that was a fun game. Do you guys remember any moments from that game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I would just say I remember, like, one of our goals is to keep teams under 42%, um, and with that being our first game back, we didn't really know how 
how that would happen. Um, but we came together and we were able to do so. And like Mater said, we played really well and held them to, I think, 38% or somewhere around there. And that's just like a memory that I always remember, especially the last possession. I think they had a three. They, we need to hold them under eight threes or something like that. And they had seven at the time. Um, and everyone on the bench was screaming, no threes, no threes. And then they shoot a three and we miss and we get to stop. Um, and just the joy on the bench and the joy in the locker room after as well. Yeah, I do remember Marcus had that that big dunk at the end. Um, that was Rochester. Yeah, I think so. That was a fun yeah, moment. Yeah. That was fire. Um, and then like <laughs> the was. possession after, Baby we got a we got a steal and Javen threw behind the back pass mm-hmm. and Chili punched it and that was just kind of I feel like a cool expression of just being able to show that joy again that um, we 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 were just refreshed and and it was fun to see that play out when we we came back from break. So after that, we moved into conference play again. We went to Spring Arbor um, and played, honestly, kind of a an ugly game. Uh, played the nation's leading scorer and held him to just like 13 points, I'm pretty sure. And um, that was that was a fun game, but it was it was definitely an, an ugly game. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that Burr. one. Burr. It was chill time, baby. It was he had chill like, time. Shout he out had chilly. like 33 Dude, if he wasn't hitting those shots, we probably would have lost. Yeah, I mean, we all they were tough. Ugly. They were tough shots. Yeah, I don't he, think he, he had s- it going. I don't think he scored a layup. He was off the bounce, step backs, threes. One of the craziest performances I've seen. Mm-hmm. And that was also the game, uh, Noah. You you got hurt. You went down. Um, maybe just share with the listeners kind of what happened and moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I got hurt really early in the game, I think within the first three minutes of the game. Um, just one of those little freak accidents. Um, I'm down on defense and just plant wrong and feel a pop in my calf and then, you know, the pain that shoots up your leg and um, not being able to walk or put pressure on it. Um, in the moment, I was really scared. I didn't know if it was Achilles. I had some problems with my Achilles um, last year. So, you know, I wanted to stay away from that. But in the moment, I didn't know. Um, so it, it was something that, that really affected me um, when it first happened. But as I got to the bench and the guys, you know, came and talked to me and checked on me, um, it it really helped ease my mind and just understand that, like, you know, these guys, they're, they're going to handle it. Um, they're great at handling adversity. So it, it gave me some comfort knowing that um, they were going to be able to be out there and, and handle business. Yeah, well, we're excited to, to get you back here. And what is it, a week or so? Yeah, hopefully a week or so. Just ended up being a calf strain. Um you know, those things vary anywhere from, you know, two to four weeks to six to eight. Uh, but I'm feeling great right now. Rehab's going well. So hopefully in a week or so, I'll be back out here with you guys. Let's get it. Awesome. And then we went um, and moved on to St. Francis at home. That was a another kind of wild game. Um, that game went into overtime, and they were shooting lights out, uh, kind of a back-and-forth game. But we came out on top in overtime. Um I don't know if you guys remember any moments, stuff, um, if if there was something that stuck out to you in that game. Yeah, I would say we didn't come out necessarily the way we wanted to. Um, we didn't play with really um, a lot of intensity at the start, and that kind of showed. And they're a very good team, but I think we could have put them away earlier than what we did. Um, but that was a big moment, too. Like, I think coming down the stretch when you got your senior captain and, like, a guy who everyone looks to is out um, – and you got to have guys step up, and guys just stepped up in the right moment, and it brought us together a lot too. 
like it really bonded the team and trusting the moments, trusting in the moment too. Like mm-hmm. you have to trust each other. Um, and I think that was the first game where we actually, there was never a doubt in anyone's mind at the end of the game that we were going to go and get the dub. So, yeah. And I think to previous years, like we were not going to win that game last year. You know, there's just something different in, in the, the air this year where it's like, we've, we've learned to fight together and come together. And I think that's been a cool testimony of, the work we've put in and just the bond that our team does have on the court. Yeah, what I remember from that game was we were down five with two minutes left, and I think Javen had a few um, tough buckets in transition back-to-back and then um, coming down to the stretch. I don't know who made – somebody made a big bucket at the end of the – DJ, I think DJ made a huge championship play too. He got a steal. Oh, got that steal. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And then in OT, like, I mean, there was no looking back. We knew we were going to win that game. And like Griff said, like previous years, we I wouldn't have had confidence in our team um, in in those moments. Being down five with two minutes left, like we would have not been able to close games like that. We lost a lot of tough ones last year um, in those situations. And Griff hit some uh, very tough buckets at the end to seal it. And Javen had an amazing game, and DJ made some big plays. So just a bunch of guys stepping up, you know, and – DJ probably wouldn't have been in that moment if Noah wouldn't have got hurt. And maybe we need DJ down the stretch, you know. Someone goes down with foul trouble. Like, these moments add up, these big games. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was definitely one of my favorite games, um, too. So, now we're going into Taylor. Um, That was just the other day. And that was probably one of the most joyful games, I think, of of the year. I I think everyone who was in in the stands that game would, would say the same exact thing. Um, but Noah, Stoff, you guys both being kind of out um, injury-wise and, and seeing everything develop from the sideline, maybe give the listeners uh, just a picture into what that Taylor game was like and what what was working. Yeah, I'll say the I think St. Francis played a big part into that. Um, I think coming together down the line, down the stretch, and pulling that win out definitely fed into Taylor. Um, and obviously, like, if you guys keep up with Iowa basketball, like, we lost to them in the Crossroads League tournament last year, and that's – so it meant – this game meant a lot to us, um, and I think we felt it coming into the game that we could bury them and get back on top like we should be. But uh, I will say there's just a couple moments down in the game, too. Like, we got to get everybody in. Jordan had probably, like, my favorite play this whole year. Absolutely. Yeah. He goes down on one end, gets a steal, comes back, ball gets fed to him, hangs on the rim, bench gets a tech. Yeah, I think Jordan having that moment was just one of those moments that I'll never forget. Mm. Yeah, that was definitely an all-time moment. Um, quickest tech technical I've ever witnessed. We were <laughs> teed up and b- before Jordan even got off the rim. Premeditated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those uh, I don't think those refs really like our our bench. They probably told us to sit down thirty times. So, um, for me, that Taylor game just reminded me of like what I will hoops is really about and kind of the stand standard of I will hoops and what we're known for. Um, and one thing is that bench energy. Um, that game we our key to the game going in was play with a pop, and everybody needed to bring a pop in, in order to do so. And I think the bench really brought it. Maybe the most we have all year. Um, just with our excitement, our joy, um, the way that we celebrate each other was amazing. Uh, speaking of Jordan's dunk, you know, just the bench tech that we got was just 
we were getting that no matter what. I mean, I probably should have got one earlier when Griff goes behind the back and makes his kids slide across the whole court. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like hobbling underneath the basket, like way too far out from the bench. Um, like we should have got multiple bench, <clears throat> multiple bench techs that game. Um, but that that's what it's all about, just celebrating each other and, and feeding off of that energy. And then Mater coming in off the bench just – we were struggling the first four minutes of the game, and he comes in and just lights it up. I think, what, you, three or four threes? And right in a row. Right in a row, breakaway dunk. Like, and after that, it was over. Like, breakaway layup. No, no, no. All the listeners, two hand slam, pajama. A little breakaway layup. Um, but really, that just started us, and, and we were rolling ever since then. Um, and there was no looking back. So. That was just a huge Iowa game and uh, set the standard for who we were going to be moving forward. Yeah, 41 bench points, if I remember right, which is mm. insane. But, yeah, as we as we look forward into just what's next, we got some, some big conference games coming up. Um, definitely taking it one game at a time. No game is easy in this, in this league. Um, but we, we would love for you guys, obviously, to continue with that journey. Um, one last thing before we go, I'm joined obviously with three seniors, um, who this is most likely probably their last year. Um, but I would love to just, you guys maybe give one reason or one moment, um, that has just really stuck with you, uh, in your time here at Iowa. It could be a lesson learned or maybe a specific moment, but maybe just something that's impacted you in your time. I don't know if I have a specific moment, but I think one lesson um, or something that I've learned since I've been here is just the ability to be vulnerable and the power that that has. Um, in high school, I never had like a group that I was so vulnerable with and coming here and learning how to open up to guys and just receiving the love that they had for me um, and that they have for me was has just been amazing. And it's been something that's really just um, helped my growth as a person and in my spiritual life. I know I have 17 guys in that locker room that I can come to and talk to about anything without being judged. And coaches as well, they have that open door where we can come in and talk about whatever, any struggles or sins that we're facing. And that's just been something that I'll always appreciate um, and I don't take for granted at all. Yeah, I mean, I could list a lot of specific moments as well over my time here. Um, even like on the court, there's been joys and games where it's like, man, I can t- – I can experience God's presence here on the court with me and with guys that I love around me. And like, there's, there's many games that I felt that and, and moments that um, I'll look back and be like, those were really joyful moments and a good completion to my career. But I think beyond that, like being in college and the I am third lifestyle and just being here at IWU has really taught me just to grow up. It's taught me to grow up as a man um, and it's really taught me like it, it's made me ask the question what do I want to be defined by like what how do I want to live my life and what do I want to be known like when when you think of Nolan Mater like what what do you think of like that it's it's um, re, redefined who I am as a as a man and um, and yeah like I'll, I'll always remember like this college this college time in my life as a pivotal moment that has shaped me to be the man that I am. And like on the court, like going from victim mentality of like, man, I'm not playing. I want to transfer to man injuries. I'm going to stick it out. Like I'm, I'm going to, um, 
cheer on my teammates. I'm going to celebrate the success of others. I'm going to I'm going to live my life what with what God's word actually says and like wow, this actually works and it's all just played out through the game of basketball. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's an orange ball that you put in a hoop and it's teaching me these life lessons that are going to help me become a future husband, you know, a dad, friend, son, whatever it may be. Like these things are teaching me life lessons and like I'll always remember that. I can go off that too. Kind of going with Mater said with my biggest lessons probably um, who are you going to be when you're not getting what you want? And I think that's just been something that's resonated with me this past year. Um, when I look back on it, this year definitely has not been what I imagined it would be for myself. Um, but that's not to say like this is exactly where God wanted me to be and the plan that God had for me this year. Um, I think there's definitely opportunities where I could have went elsewhere. Um, and maybe gotten the worldly satisfaction of playing more minutes or scoring more points or whatever it may be. But in the end, like the lessons I've learning here about becoming a man and who I'm going to be for the next 40 years of my life are definitely more meaningful for me. Um, whether that be whatever happens with my career, but I know that my time here has definitely been a blessing from God and I've grown tremendously from my freshman year to where I'm at now. Um, and I'm just so thankful for coaches and teammates who've poured into us the way they, they do. And just being around them every single day is just like an incubator. Uh, you're always growing. You're always learning from them. And it's just really cool to see, like, 20, 24 guys, coaches, managers, players, like, all the, after the same mission. And it's it's a lot deeper than just an orange ball and a hoop, right? Like, it's this is life. We're doing life together. And I've been doing life with these guys for four years now. And I'm looking forward to doing life with them for however long I'm alive, right? Like, these are memories and relationships that are going to last. So that's been cool. I know it's pretty impactful for me hearing your guys' um, stories and doing life with you guys for my three years. And I, I just think it's a pretty cool cool thing when we talk about you've been given a heritage and you'll leave a legacy um, in this program. And who knows the stories that are going to be told about all you guys when you guys leave. And I think that's what's what's so cool about IWU and – our basketball program is we're still telling those stories of guys that maybe we haven't even met. And, man, the, it, it's been some treasured moments with us four, and um, I think we, we're, we're set up to make some more memories the, the rest of the year. So thank you guys for listening to this episode, and we um, hope you guys continue to join us as we journey along the rest of the season. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask iWoo Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWooHoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.